Welcome to Radio Rehab. Since it's Friday, it's the end of my run show. I have a guest co-host on with me for the entire week, and we talk all things recovery. This week, my guest co-host is David S., and now we're going to hear about how he got sober. First, let me tell you that if you would like to email us, it's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana, and you can also go to radio.rehab. Now let's find out how David S. finally got sober. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome back. We are in studio with producer Shar and my guest co-host for this week, David S. And since it is Friday, today's topic is the end of my run. So we're going to talk about how you got sober. But also, we want to talk a little bit about what you're doing right now, because that's totally fascinating with, with the checking things off. So, But first, how'd you get sober? Man, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> and the, the true answer is... Um, that it was just this really divinely driven path that um, I had very little to do with. I mean, I did the requisite stuff to to get involved. Um, I um, I'd been on a run for for 21 months, um, and I had no intention of getting sober. Went to a street fair with my then girlfriend and and my son, who I talked about earlier in the week, and um, and I remember going to the street fair, standing in line, getting wristbands so we could buy alcohol. And then it was really busy. And I can remember, I can see it in my head now, physically taking his hand and putting it in her hand because I needed two hands for drinks, right? Because right. one drink isn't any use to me. And I, I proceeded to get very drunk. We ended up, um, I started driving home like I usually did. And f- the only time I can remember um, of the many thousands of times I drove under the influence, I, I, I told my girlfriend I was too drunk to drive. And I pulled over, and she drove the rest of the way home. We got into an argument, um, and uh, the cops ended up showing up at about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was literally irrational, suggesting that maybe they should shoot me in the head and put me out of my misery. Oh, um, you did that? Yeah, I did that 51, a couple 50? of times. They oh. didn't 5150 wow. me because they didn't think I was serious because I wasn't talking about hurting me. I wanted them to hurt me and they oh. said well so since we're not going to do that this guy's just drunk and an idiot so we're going to haul him down to Tustin <laughs> police department which they did and then i was still a little irrational so they, they hauled me down to orange county jail and all of that stuff was it had dots connected to it my son and i used to watch cops together right uh-huh. and he would say well you know cops arrest everybody i said no they only arrest bad people and here i am getting arrested in my living room with him sleeping in the bedroom right next right next door and i and i heard that i felt that so i go to jail and i'm you know, not talking to anybody. And there was this guy that, that kept trying to talk to me. He finally wore me down. And, and I remember he said, um, so I, uh, you know, I got arrested and they impounded my truck. They didn't need to impound my truck. And, and man, I, I really love that truck. And when I get out, the first thing I'm gonna do is get a big bag of dope and man, I'm going to miss that truck. Right. And I heard that. And then I ended up making bail. My dad came down and bailed me out with my money. I need to say, and mm-hmm. he had my son on his shoulders and I started to cry, tough guy getting bailed out of jail crying. And, and I remember that. And he told me I had a problem with drugs and alcohol. And I said, no, I got a problem with the cops. They, they keep arresting me. And I remember that. And my brother, who's a normally happy go lucky guy came over and tore me a new one for a couple hours, suggested I see a counselor that I had seen for, 
on and off for, for a bunch of years and got loaded that night for the last time, went inside that counselor the next morning, woke up shaking, um, already beginning to, to detox. That counselor said, hey, Dave, would you ever consider going to a 12-step program? And I said, well, no. <laughs> you know, right? Why would I do that? They may, they may yeah. tell me to stop drinking. Ew, yeah, forget that. And and I went, and and I, I followed up his suggestion. I called a central office, and, and uh, they said, go to this meeting or go to that meeting. I went to that meeting and uh, been clean and sober ever since. And so that's how I got sober. That's the, that's the Cliff Notes version of how I got sober. But the getting sober part isn't the thing for us, is it? Mm-mm. It's the staying sober thing. Yep. And um, I, uh, I had this really powerful spiritual experience. I don't remember what, what happened. You know, they talk, you know, Bill talks about his white light experience. I had something similar. I'll share it with you. I don't share it a lot, but um, what happened is um, I wake up every morning in the same condition, terrified um, in this sweat-soaked sheet that was cocooned around me that I would have to fight off in the morning. I was terrified, and I'd go and I'd sit on this chair and I'd smoke cigarettes and cry and and shake. And then you guys uh, in the room suggested that I pray, and I was raised Catholic and I rejected that, so I just started talking to God, man, and. And I had no concept of who or what God was. And the only thing that changed from morning on end was that I would wake up, sweat-soaked sheet, terrified, shaking, smoking cigarettes, talking to God. And then one morning, I was sitting there, I was doing the same thing and and, and crying and, and had fought that sheet off. And I'm sitting there and, and, and I'm, I'm talking to God. And then all of a sudden, this um, I was flooded with, with warmth and absolute, complete and total peace. And it was so palpable, so tangible that I, um, I thought, man, this is it. They're going to come throw the net over me, right? This mm-hmm. is it, man. I, I finally, I finally tipped over the, the edge. And then the next thought was, I, I realized, and what I believe now, I'm getting goosebumps like I do every time I tell a story. That was, that was God putting His hand on my shoulder, saying, David, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And that was the last morning I woke up in that condition. Um, it was the last morning that I had any doubt of the existence of a power greater than me, even though I don't necessarily know what that power is or is not about. Um, and that really is is the soil in which the roots of my recovery grew um, and allowed me to do all the stuff that came next. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. And talking and speaking of, of uh, the stuff you're doing next, you were telling me earlier that right now you're in the process of checking things off your bucket list. Yeah, so this was um, this was kind of um, this was kind of one of them coming up uh, this week through through the city. Um, I got to go to Sweetwater Music Hall and and um, see a a, a band. Um, uh, I can plug her too, right? Go ahead. So uh, Jennifer Midland, uh, daughter of Brent Midland from The Grateful Dead. She's starting her career. She's an amazing vocalist. Um, uh, her her voice is, it reminds me of kind of like Natalie Merchant meets Nora Jones meets, I don't know if anybody knows who the head and the heart is, but yeah. uh, Charity Rose. Um, it's just, And it's just fantastic. So I got to, I got to see her and, and in the process um, uh, got to, got to come here and hang out with you. But man, I'm going, uh, I go and see a lot of shows. I got a big road trip coming up where I'm going to uh, probably spend some time sleeping in my car, which for a guy my age is a pretty heady deal. It was a lot easier to sleep in, in your car on the floor 20, 30 years ago than yeah. it is now. But <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go follow the Aver brothers around. I used to follow the Grateful Dead around. I'm going to go follow the Aver, Brown, Aver brothers around for, 
for a couple of weeks. I just get to, I have a bitch in life, man. I get to do really cool stuff. I get to take trips. I just went on a cruise not too long ago to Jamaica, Haiti, and Cozumel. Really? Um, I got amazing people um, around me that, that love and adore me and whom I love and adore. And I get to experience that. I get to be, I get to be present in, in, in these moments and get to have this, this life as a result of doing the stuff that we do. Yeah. That's so cool. And as a result, probably of working with others. Absolutely working with others, um, it, which is, you know, that was that was a thing going back to, you know, the the beginning of our, our deal. That was Bill understood, you know, Bill, Bill didn't get anybody else sober, but Bill stayed sober. Lois pointed that out to him. And, you know, he was whining in his Cheerios one day about <laughs> about how nobody's staying sober and they're trying to sleep with his wife and they're burning his mattresses up, falling asleep, smoking in bed and stealing his stuff. And she said, but Bill, you stayed sober. And that was the deal. And he connected those dots. The, the, the uh, miracle of our program coming to, together, or a, a 12-step program coming together. Uh, and that's it. I, um, in fact, I have text messages on my phone right now from a sponsee who's over in Australia who's hitting me up asking for help because he's got a guy that, that, that he's working with. And we get to hand that it That is off. so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's like I remember my sponsor first told me, uh, you know, you got you have to call three alcoholics a day. And I was like, oh, well, I'm more of a texter. Let me just text. Right. And then it was like, so I could text three alcoholics a day. And it's like when people are like, I know I should reach out. It's so funny because now there's no way I go through a day without texting at least at least five alcoholics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, but and it's not that I'm thinking of doing it. I just do it. We're talking. We're just always connecting. And it just becomes like second nature. And that's just something I'm really grateful for. And all the people you get to meet along the way, like with the road trips you're taking, mm-hmm. you know, and then just with like the journey of sobriety, like the people that we get to meet along the way, you know, along the way with the days that we get to collect along the way. It's and, so cool. And it's, you know, if we, so if I think about it, when I when I was out um, doing what the stuff that we used to do, my life was small. I had a really small life and there was not there yeah. was not a lot of people to play with because i had pretty much ran ran them off i get this big amazing life now um and i get to walk a path with people that are on the path with me heading in the heading in the same direction and and a big part of what we get to do is we get to talk about whoa look at how cool this path is man Uh and and hey you ahead ahead of me on the path you know how'd you get up there and and what does it look like yeah we get to pull each other along and and uh be led and follow and be students and teachers and and get to experience that who gets to do that man who I gets know. to do that look at how many people in, in the world are missing out on this stuff that we get to do not have to do we get to do this stuff yep i know it's so great and that's like the whole like attraction rather than promotion thing is i like, i just see a lot of really happy people mm-hmm. like i see people that i want to be like and i see people i want what they've got and it's like i just you know it's like when i first got somewhere i'm like oh i'll never well that'll never happen or i peaked or my chance to do that is gone you know or you know i'm too old to do that but it's like nothing everything is possible anything is possible as long as we take the right steps and stay sober Absolutely. We get to decide at any given moment what we want to be when we grow up, assuming that happens to to people like us. (laughs) And then we get to do that thing. You know, we we live. So um, I remember there was this guy, uh, Howard, who had a truckload of years when I first got sober. He would say he would say um, he would say uh, stick with the gigglers and find out what they're giggling about is what is what he would talk about. And that that makes a lot of sense to me. And we talk we. So I can remember being, I don't know how many times being in the rooms and somebody would come in and they go, okay, 
you guys, I can't even believe this. All right. So I set this goal and I didn't even know it was possible. And, and I, and, and today I got a checking account and the, <laughs> and, the, and the crowd goes wild, right? We, well, the rest of the world goes, man, I mean, congratulations I know, right? for making your bed this morning. Exactly. And we go, I made my bed. I got a checking account. We get to celebrate these accomplishments in our life because we know the true value of, of them. Exactly. And that's spectacular. Yeah. It's like, I'm no longer in hiding. I paid my taxes. Right. I know. Things like that. That It's like, exactly. Normal people are like, what the hell? Like, when did you not do that? And it's like, uh, ever. Right. Like, every single every single year. I just thought they forgot about me. Yeah, well, exactly. That's... And they did. And now I owe them money. Right, right, right. They did not forget about me. Although I will say, and this is so a little bit of self-disclosure, is I was having a, having a business meeting in a Starbucks the other day and a couple of Orange County Sheriff's officers pulled up and came into the Starbucks. And I, and I would like to tell you something else, but the truth is I paid attention. And, and when they walked in behind me, I, you know, felt just that little twinge of discomfort. So sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly is yeah, what they say. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then luckily that there was, there was nothing you had to, there was nothing that you got arrested for, nothing that you were doing. I still see that. I'm like, oh, my God, a cop. And then I'm like, wait, I'm not doing anything wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to worry about you. Yeah, You're my yeah. friend. Yeah, exactly. They're there to help me. Okay. So I had so I had an experience speaking to police officers. So um, I had um, said in one of the shows, uh, or no, I guess it was it, it was this show. It wasn't earlier in the week um, about getting hauled out by the Tustin Police Department um, for my living room. So uh, I was going to my home group uh, at the time, Friday night. And I get off the freeway and I'm driving down the street and they're setting up a sobriety checkpoint. Ooh. And I'm like, yes, because when I come back, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come back through the sobriety checkpoint. I'm going to say thank you. And here's and just so you know, here's I had taken a chip that night, as a, as a matter of fact. Well, I come back and they only had it set up on one side of the street. And I'm like, no fair, man. You guys are ripping me off. So I pulled into the parking lot where they had the whole thing set up and um, parked my car. And I went out and there was a couple cops in this in this cordon off. Uh, area and and I said excuse me and the guy looked at me like I don't know that he knew like why was I coming there why was I showing up right. typically they don't have people show up voluntarily and I called him over and and um, I said to him that so this is gonna be kind of weird but you know it, it it was a 17 year chip I said you know 17 years ago this is what happened and I just wanted to let you know that um, you know, I can't talk to the people that showed up in my living room, but I can talk to you. And I want to thank you for what you're doing. I handed him my chip and I said, will you just hold this for me for a minute? And he, and he did. And I said, you know, you guys save lives and you're engaged in the process of, of helping, helping people in a way I can't even imagine. But I can tell you that you were engaged in the process of helping me that day. And I really appreciated that. I just wanted you to get a little bit of your energy on that chip. And he was like, cool. We shook hands and I, and I took off. So there's that experience with the police. That is so cool. I know my, the first, First time I had to go through a sobriety checkpoint, I was so incredibly excited too. Except for the fact that I kept having to go back through town, and they were like, "Are you doing this on purpose?" And I'm like, "No, I keep having to, you. This is the one road in Sonoma." Right. Because it's funny because when I first went through it, they were like, "Wait," they were like, "A lot of people have been telling us that that they're that they've been in AA and not at a bar." I was like, "Because the one thing happening in this town tonight is the Friday night AA meeting, and it just let out, and <laughs> right. this is the main road." Right. You set up on the wrong street, y'all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the drunks though, they're on that street, and it's funny because in Sonoma, it's like word of mouth. Oh my God, they they're all all the drunks redirect each other. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. So they actually think of somebody besides themselves. Crazy. Sonoma, cutting edge 
on the uh, very cutting edge, and the program there is really good. That that's where I got sober. So, well, then I, of course it's really good. I'm gonna have to go really check good. that stuff out. Totally, and you'll have to come be back on Radio Rehab when you're back in town in August. I would love to. Thank you so much for being on the show, David. It's been great. Thank you, Dan. It's been awesome. I really appreciate it. If you would like to email us, it's Radio Rehab at GoToProductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's at Radio Rehab Dana. And you can also go to Radio.Rehab. Thank you for listening. Keep coming back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll Is all my brain and body need Sex and drugs and rock and roll